everybody, and welcome to this, the fifth edition of the Modern Woodworkers Association online discussion about all things woodworking. I'm Tom Iavino of Tom'sWorkbench.com, and I'll be your host for this program. Joining me today from Hotlanta, Georgia, the home of Coca-Cola and the birthplace of the Modern Woodworkers Association, Chris Atkins from High Rock, High Rock Woodworking. Welcome, Chris. Hey, Tom. How's it going? Doing fine, man. What's up? What's shaking? Oh, not much. Just... Uh... Just uh, just been out of town for a couple of days and uh, getting back in, and, and I was kind of actually running a little late trying to jump into this, so uh, ready to get going. All right, sweet man, let's jump in. we got a lot to talk, to talk about today. And from beautiful Long Island, New York, yes, that's how it's pronounced, folks, is Diami Palaki of the penultimateworkshop.com. What do you say, Diami? Good evening, Tom. How you doing? Doing fine. How you doing? I'm doing all right. Good. 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 Glad to hear it. All right, you, you've been in town for a while, though. You don't have to worry about things, right? You've been there for a while now. <laughs> I have been here all day. I've been waiting, uh, eagerly anticipating. We'll be here, and we'll be here for the rest of the day, too. And last, but certainly not least, uh, hailing from outside of Boston, Massachusetts, is Nick, don't call him Rick Rouleau, of MansfieldFineFurniture.com. You still dig that dirty water, don't you, Nick? Love that dirty water. You got it, man. <laughs> hey, how them socks doing? Uh, not so hot. Okay, good. Okay, we'll skip that then. We'll move right Yeah, ahead. why don't we? Okay. All right. It seems like everybody's here. Now for this month, here's what we're talking about. First of all, before we even get going on, if you were in the shop now, instead of recording some dumb cyber show, what would you be working on in your shop, guys? <laughs> and, you know, I, if it's okay, can I start? Because Absolutely. Big deal. Go for it, Tom. Okay. In my shop, there's, and I put it on my blog recently, um, there, there's a, a tremendous waste of space behind my workbench. Just this area, just where I kept pushing things, and then hopefully I never had to go retrieve them later. But I built myself a nice miter saw workbench with shelves on it so I can store extra tools. And it's worked out pretty well. Um, you know, I've had a chance to cut some things to length, and I've got a little rail system set up and some lumber racks. So for me, I feel like I got my shop organized, finally. Nice. Thanks. I saw that post. It looks, it looks great. Yeah, I'm looking forward to actually getting out doing some bigger projects. I've got a few things coming up. Uh, Diami, what is happening in your shop? What, what would you be working on these days? Uh, right now, I'm working on a series of three planter boxes because, uh, much to my surprise, Mother's Day is this weekend. So, um, yeah, we're oh, we're almost ready. I started a couple weeks ago with the kids, and I haven't let them use the miter saw yet. But we've been doing markup and uh, and fastening and screwing and stuff together. So they're really simple boxes, but I'm getting stupid in terms of my waterproofing and painting. So that's where we are now is I got a bunch of boxes, uh, planter boxes in the shop. Nice. Okay. Well, that's It's going to be a nice gift for, uh, especially with springtime here. Um, you know, obviously the weather's starting to warm up. The plants will be in full bloom soon. I think she's going to enjoy them much more than the, the, uh, the shaker table I made last year that I still haven't put finish on. <laughs> hey, all things a good time, right? Yeah. Okay. Hey, Tom, sounds like you're going to be running down to the shop and working on something for Mother's Day pretty shortly yourself, huh? <laughs> yeah. As a matter of fact, i got to work on a few things, actually. Uh, Nick, what do you got going on? Uh, I'm finishing up a laundry cabinet for my wife uh, that she's been uh, on my back about for about four or five years now. Um, <laughs> finally found a little space on my bench in my schedule to put together a little base cabinet for the laundry tub. So finishing that up. and I'm going to put some, po- some pictures of it up on the uh, MWA website. You know, it's kind of funny because, you know, those little projects, you know, they may not be the fancy, you know, high-end, uh, low-boy or whatever. 
uh, they, they actually come out being very useful and very much appreciated, aren't they? They're very much appreciated. I have trouble knocking them out quickly because I try to make them all fancy and nice woodworking and book match panels and all this stuff that, you know, it's a laundry room and it's going to get abused and neglected and never seen. I just can't do it simply and quickly. Well, you'll, you'll get over that. Believe me, you'll get over that. Learn the pocket I hope. Screw. I hope. Learn yeah. the pocket screw. It's your best friend. I've learned uh, that those factory joined wide panels, <clears throat> you get the big box store and pocket screws, are they, that well exceeds my wife's expectation of quality. So if I need to make something quickly for her, a couple sheets of that and some screws and, and we're done. Hey, done is done, right? That's it. Okay. Chris, what's happening, man, in your shop? What's shaking? I, I got to tell you, I, I'm starting to feel like a broken record. I, I'm sitting here and I feel like everything that I've I, uh, I've been writing and everything that I talk about lately is, is just this bench and just trying to get this this going. And uh, it's um, I mean, it's been a lot of fun, but you know I'm ready to get on some other projects. But I find, <laughs> are you saying so? Are you saying you suffer from bench fatigue? I'm I'm suffering from bench fatigue right now. But you know I've I've actually got it to where. Um, I, I, posted some pictures the other day i've got the the base all together now and uh and and basically just putting the mortises in the top so i can attach those two together and flip it all over so uh so i actually have a bench here probably in the next week that i that i can use the the new bench and i'll have to move the old one out of the way at that point but uh yeah that that ceremonial transition day is a big deal it is it is so but you know I'm, i'm really it's it's been fun but i'm also ready to kind of i've got my my project list is growing rapidly and not getting knocked off right now. So, uh, and that's the tough part about those big projects. It takes so much time, and it, it kind of puts everything else in the back burner. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right. Since I have you on the line, Chris, question for you: What's going on in the Modern Woodworkers Association? What's the latest and the greatest? I understand there's something coming up with the Woodworking America shows. That's right, Tom. We were working with F and W Media on Woodworking in America. It's a great event, and we will be helping to promote it. Uh, This year, there are two shows, the first in Pasadena, California, on October the 12th through the 14th, the second in Cincinnati, Ohio, on November the 2nd through the 4th. Uh, If you sign up now, you can get the early bird special, and that goes through July the 27th. you can also register using the Modern Woodworker Association affiliate code, which is MODERNWW. Uh, but unfortunately, you will not receive the early bird special rate, uh, but you will be helping to contribute to our organization. Uh, you can find out more information on Woodworking in America at woodworkinginamerica.com. We'll, we'll put all the details on the Modern Woodworker Association right. website, right? Right. Good. Yeah, that way you can go there. And what's that site again? ModernWoodworkersAssociation.com. That's the one, right? Thanks, Dion, for jumping in there. No problem. (laughs) Okay. Now, we've got an exciting topic today. And this is kind of one of those, you know, how how we got started in this. And uh, the the topic we had uh, tossed about for a while was uh, how you got started in woodworking blogging and why you want to save that woodworking world, by golly. Um, You know, it's kind of funny, you know, it's, when you think about woodworking, it's primarily a solitary hobby. A lot of people are doing this stuff in their shops by themselves. But we, we choose, and a, mo- a bunch of other people actually choose, to go out and share it with people online. And uh, you know, I guess part of the discussion we want to have today is what on earth got us involved in this and why do we continue to do it? And uh, 
And Nick, I'm going to go. You know, I'm going to go to you first. I mean, you got a strong blog out there. What, what is it? What is it that tr- attracted you to do this? Well, first of all, thanks for calling it a strong blog. I'm not so sure that that's exactly what what it is, or or even that's what I, what I was going for. I started it out um, pretty much as a marketing um, piece of my of my furniture making company, um, mm-hmm. really as a as a means of communicating to customers and potential customers what. I do and how I do it. Um, well, as it turns out, most customers don't really care how it's made or <laughs> how I made it. Or, but you know what? Woodworkers kind of do. So, a lot of the stuff that I end up putting up is about technique and and style and design and and, and things that really is more of interest to woodworkers than it would ever be for customers. Um, so, I think. Over over the uh, a year or so, I've had the I've had the blog going. It's it's kind of changed purpose and in, in in its audience and its in its purpose uh, to it, communicate less with the potential clients and more with other people and get feedback from those people. Guys like you, guys like other modern woodworkers who who are actively out there reading the stuff, saying, "Hey, that's a great idea." Why don't you try it this way? Here's what I did. Here's my link to my other site that I talked about it on. I mean, so don't really- I mean, don't you think that's valuable though? I mean, to you know, to the online woodworking community. I mean, part of what we're doing is sharing what we know. I sure I mean, hope it's, it's val- one of the sure- most valuable things out there. Yeah, I sure hope it is. Uh, you know, uh, my intent was never really to add value to the woodworking community, um, but the the fact that people find some of what I'm writing valuable, you know. That's that's uh, I think uh, a good thing. Well, you can't you can't go wrong sharing the information. It's always good to have that out there. Diami, now how did you get started? I mean, how long you been doing this, and, and what much got you? What got you hooked? Well, this July, penultimatewoodshop.com will be two years old. Um, so, woo-hoo! yeah, woo-hoo. I'm, I'm going to my terrible twos. If I get three year old at home, I ones too, Diami. Just yeah. so you know. <laughs> um, I have to give three people, uh, four, maybe four people credit for the blog is, um, I don't want to give myself credit, but my own background is in English and writing. That's what I have my degree in. So um, I'm not going to pretend to be good at it, but I have at least plenty of practice <laughs> with it. Okay. Uh, so it, it kind of, you know, it's, it's kind of what my hands need to do. And then um, I, I'm actually going to go back to my first post, which uh, was just titled "Thank You, Adam King." And there's been plenty of stuff going on with Adam as of late. But he had a video post before I started, and it was—I think he just filmed himself as he was walking to a coffee shop, and he just talked about how woodworkers need to get on the web and just share things. And yeah. uh, it took me about six months after watching that to to start it. Um, but that was a that was a big part of it. And then also, in a brief three hours that I was at Woodworking in America 2009 in Pennsylvania, I think that's what year it was. Was um, it or not? I can't remember which. I don't, I don't know it what was year it was. Then. I don't it even know what year my kids were born. So. It was in Pennsylvania, I could tell you that. And, much. and dinosaurs and, were destroyed the earth at the time, didn't they, Diami? Yes, yes, they did. <laughs> but in the brief time I was there, I was there for a hot three hours and I had to leave. Uh, but I ran into you and... We had a brief conversation in the marketplace, gave me your card, and it was, it was neat to know that I knew you just because you had the blog and that, you know, 
there was cool things in sharing with people with the blog, and I could see how it got you connected into the community of it, and I wanted that kind of connection. And as far as why I keep going with it, it's nice and flattering if the blog does add some value to the community. I'm not sure that it does, but hopefully it does. Not, I, you know, that's nice. But the real thing that I think it does more than add value to the community is it keeps me involved in the community, and I want to be part of the community. So that's where I see the personally the value in the blog is that it keeps me in this, this group of wonderful online woodworkers that I want to be a member of. You know, there's a lot to be said about that, just being part of that, you know, that group, you know, actually out there taking the risk, Yami, to share what you yeah. learned. And that's, you know, that's a, that's a big deal what's going on because it doesn't take a lot to somebody to tear you down, but it takes a lot of effort to put something up there that, that you, can, you can show to others. And, and, exactly. And, yeah. So, that, I mean, that's, that, yeah. that in itself is a, is a great service you provide right there. And, Chris, um, you know, High Rock. Talk, talk to me all about it, man. When, when did you get started? What, what motivated you? What was, what, was the, uh, what was the moment that you had the aha thing go? You know, I started, uh, I started Hydro Code working uh, two years ago, right at actually just about this time, two years ago. You know, really when I started, I just, I, I wanted to, you know, I've always liked to ride a little bit and, and, and put some stuff out. And I just, I really didn't have any idea how to get started in it. So, uh, I kind of looked it up a little and and decided uh you know I went with the the blogger setup and and uh and really just tried to write a couple of things and and just see where it went from that had no clue that it would go anywhere at all um and and really when when I first started in it um it was just kind of a way to just talk about you know try to talk about some of the things that that I enjoy doing and um I, it didn't really and I don't think it would have went anywhere um, and not that it is anything big now, but but the fact is, you know, once I started getting involved with social media, you know, Twitter and 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 getting involved with a lot of the other sites and stuff like that, um, you know, it, it's just like Diami said, it's just it it becomes a community, and you know, it's and it's just kind of part of that. So you know, I, I continue to try to keep it up, and uh, you know, it, it it does build a lot on the community, and and if you know if 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 it gets somebody to where if somebody can pull up that's a new woodworker or interested in woodworking that they can go and they they look up and they pull something of mine up and they go, oh hey that's kind of cool you know and and then they want to go do it and it gets them started then it's that it's completely worth it to me. Sweet, yeah. I, I guess I'm the senior one here. I've been blogging. This is almost. This August will be five years. No. You're an old man, Tom. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm a dinosaur when it comes to woodworking blogging. And, um, you know, it was, it was kind of funny because I was, this whole idea started off as a book. Um, I was writing a book, and I was about 12,000 words into it called Knothead, The Adventures of a Beginning Woodworker. And as I'm writing it, I realized nobody's ever going to publish it. Because who wants, who wants to read about some <laughs> idiot in a shop, you know, making, making sawdust? And that was about when I ran into Mark uh, Spagulo, and uh, he asked me to write a few articles for his, his site he was starting to debut. And next thing you know, he's like, do you want your own blog? And I said, what's a blog? You know, because that was my, my first question. I didn't, that's how far, I, that's how much I knew about it. And um, he set me up, he and Nicole, his wife, just, uh, just awesome people. They, they set me up with a blog, and I've run off, and uh, by, uh, I think by October or November this year, I'm going to have my thousandth post. Wow, so it's just incredible that you know I've written that much. It could have gone into a book that could have sat on a shelf somewhere. <laughs> Tom, how on earth do you write so much? What do you do? Three posts a week? 
Um, I actually do four. Um, I, I, you know, I, I, one of the things I noticed, that, well, just it's an interesting point. One of the things I noticed was uh, I'd been to a lot of sites that became, you know, cold sites after a while. They would, they would write something and you'd want to read more and it took four or five weeks for somebody to get around and put a second post up. Um, I didn't want my site to become a cobweb site. I wanted my site to be active. Um, so I, so I made a, you know, one day I was sitting there and made a commitment to myself that I was going to post four times a week. Um, every Sunday is a uh, poll that I put up so people can vote on different things. Um, then Monday and Wednesday are two separate articles. And then Friday is just another link to have to something on the web that people might find interesting. And, uh, and it's kind of funny cause it's four times a week and it, you know, it's, it's amazing to think that that thing needs to be fed all the time, but for me, it's it, it, it's recreation. I do this instead of golfing. So uh, for me, it's a big deal to get out there and to uh, and to and to and to write. It, it, it's been a good thing for me. You know, it's it's therapeutic. And like you said, you know, it gets me it gets me out into the community. Um, I try new stuff. I made a commitment to myself that I would try new techniques, build new things. So I had something to put on the blog, and it's really made me a better woodworker. Great. That, that's that, yeah, that's great. And I understand exactly what you mean in terms of the the consistency. I think that. I, I'm not going to go so far as to say that my blog is successful, but it's it's still there if that's worth anything. And part of it is continually posting. And the goal I set was once a week, which I only meet about eighty percent of the time. But mm-hmm. I don't want to go for you know I don't want somebody to check the site and say, oh well, look, it's been three months since you posted something. Um, lately, I've been shooting a lot of just quick little videos and putting them up as a post because I haven't had the time to sit down and write. But I think at least consistently having content is important and just keeping the damn thing rolling along and sometimes that's work and sometimes it's pleasure but it's important if you're going to do this to to keep the content coming at a somewhat regular basis and i give you a lot of credit for doing four posts a week because well thank you no it's it's a uh it's impressive it's a challenge (laughs) yeah Yeah, my next question guys i mean and it's only logical i ask you this because i'm still trying to figure out how to do this where does your inspiration come from Anybody want to jump in on that? What, what inspires you to write a blog post? What, what, what meets that threshold? I was just going to ask you the same question, Tom. <laughs> You're generating four a week. Where, where, where does all that inspiration come from? It, it, it's funny. It's, I'll read online. I'll read other people's blog posts. I'll read questions on, for, on, uh, on forums. And I'll just go in the shop and I'll scratch my head for a while and say, why do I have that tool? And is there something I can learn about it? Or I'll, uh, you know, I've got, I've got a couple of supporters on the website, um, you know, uh, Bell Forest products and Infinity Cutting Tools and uh, the folks over at Tormac. And it's always, you know, how can I get more out of the tools? How can I, you know, maximize what I'm doing with the wood? And it's and that's really been inspiring because some of my best posts have been ones that, you know, 11 o'clock at night, the day before I have to post it, I think, oh, that's a pretty decent idea. You know, perspiration is the mother of inspiration, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For me, I mean, it's, it's you know, I, I try to... It's show what I try not to do is it's it's great I follow everybody else and I get ideas from everybody um, and then it's so hard not to sometimes you know get stuck and where everybody's posting the same things and stuff and you know I I try to just look around at what I'm doing you know if I'm if I'm in a a woodworking store if I'm uh, you know a lot of times I'll just be out somewhere and see some furniture or something I'm looking at and, and try to, to come up with, with, uh, with things like that. And I constantly jot notes down, you know, in my, in my phone and in, you know, notepads and things like that. I'll write notes down just to come back to later and, and look at for ideas. Cool. And what, what about you, Nick? I mean, what, where, where do you get that inspiration from? Where, where does yours come from? Alpha waves. 
<laughs> alpha waves. Are they being from another planet? No, there's lots of different ways. I, I won't get into how, how they come about, but um, I, I don't know. I go through these mo- these moments or, or, or days. Same goes for design, where I'll, I'll come up with 10 or 20 different topics that I think, hey, that'd be a cool thing to write about. And rather than jot them down somewhere where I'm going to lose the paper, I just open up WordPress and I I save a draft post, just the title of it or notes on it or whatever. So I have kind of a backlog of things that I could write about. And a lot of those just kind of pass by the wayside because I, I look at them later and think, yeah, that's really not that good of an, an idea. Um, mm-hmm. Nine times out of ten, what I end up writing about is whatever I'm I'm working on because my mind is so wrapped up in whatever it is I'm, I'm currently working on. And again, part of the reason I'm I'm doing the blog is is as a personal documentation of what I'm I'm doing, what you know, what the process was, because my memory is just not what it used to be. And, and a year from now, you ask me how did I make that table, I'm going to say uh, I, I don't know. I got to go read my I got to go read my own blog and figure that out myself. You know, what, what was that finish? Hmm, I can't remember. It's on the blog. You know, so it's kind of a personal diary um, th- with a little bit of things that I think, hey, that that would be a cool thing to write about that I come up with maybe once a month. Diami, what, where do you get your inspiration from? What, what, what drives you? Well, uh, my, my original intent was to mostly post about uh, building and setting up the shop. Uh, it's kind of part of how I reached the name. Um, because I knew that at the time I was looking to, you know, invest a lot in setting up the shop, and as the shop setup has progressed rather slowly, uh, most of my posts at this point have fallen to projects I'm working on. It's just as simple as that. The stuff that's in front of me gets written about. Occasionally, I will write something about a tool I see that looks really interesting, or an event that's coming up. If I go to WIA or I go to Wood Expo, certainly anything I do in the woodworking world, I try to write about. Uh, but I, I'm not yet all that good about just having a you know an idea or or thinking about um, a concept or an idea that's floating around the woodworking world and just kind of discussing or evolving on that idea. It's more pragmatic of this is what's in front of me, this is what I'm struggling with and and working with right now, and that's what I describe. Uh, which, if you're into what I'm making, is probably interesting, and if you're not, it's not. So I think I want to try to mix in some of those more esoteric posts. Uh, but at this point now, it's it's been mostly just kind of what's in front of me. Okay, so that, that you know, so kind of what immediately you're working on, kind of more of the technique, uh, the, the technique and the process, um, okay, and the, the you know the restraints and the parameters I'm working with. I try to bring it to how I got to that point. My own bias that directs me in certain ways, and then you know the the directions from my wife and family who are you know want it this way or that way or, or whatever's going on. Is there anything you guys would never blog about? Uh, this, is a, this is a valid question. I mean, you know, we write so many different things. And for me, my God, I, I, everything's got a personal story. But is there anything you would never blog about? I mean, it would be beneath what you'd think would be appropriate for a woodworking blog. Politics, religion. Okay. But I mean, and anything like woodworking, like a woodworking technique. I yeah. mean, would, would I, I was just going to. I was just going to add whatever it is that everybody else is blogging about. I'll never blog about. I, I I just can't stand reading the same thing over and over again, and I just don't want to contribute to the mess. Okay, all right. So basically, there's a limit. You know, if you see seven articles about somebody writing about a, a particular cool tool that just came out, you would you would avoid that topic completely, right? Yeah, or I don't know a workbench. Okay, that just jealous. To be being built. Yeah, oh, okay. no, I've already, so I've already got my rebo. Right? I've already got my rebo. 
<laughs> before the rage. I, I'm a trendsetter, you know. <laughs> I like that. Well, what about you? What about you, Chris? Is there anything that you just wouldn't put on a woodworking blog, even though it might be woodworking related? Um, I mean, I'll be honest. For, for myself, I, I I probably need to diversify more and and put more stuff on because because <laughs> I, 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 I tend to have an idea of what you know I want to see on it, but then at the same time, you know, a lot of times I see myself going, I need to get outside of of what I typically write about and and put more on there. You know, I I um I I, I don't know that there's a lot. I mean, I mean like. You know, obviously, I think the the first one is, you know, I, I want it's a woodworking website, so I'm going to write about woodworking. I, I don't see the relevance in, in some of the other stuff. And and I'll be honest, like one of the things when I started, um, you know, when we first started doing the stuff with uh, the MWA here, you know, when we started just, you know, I just pretty much was saying just a get together here in a, in Atlanta was kind of the, the birth of the, the MWA. And, and at first I was posting those a lot. And I I got away from that when and that was one of the the things about having the the MWA site um because it, it, I just I said well if people read this site to see anything about woodworking you know I I don't know that they necessarily want to see some of the just more local stuff on it so so I've actually tried to I I, I pretty much don't post anything from from like if we get together and hang out or something like that I usually only post that on the MWA now Okay. All right. Um, gosh, what else? I mean, I, you know, there's, there's some things that, you know, for some reason they don't seem like they would be good post ideas, but I get to find an idea that, that doesn't really, you know, I mean, obviously avoid politics, avoid religion, avoid, you know, all those things. But I find you have to find anything that really just is taboo. I mean, you know, we think about, okay, well, you don't use a brad nailer and you don't use screws through things, but you know, I mean, these are all valid woodworking techniques. I have two questions for you guys. I have a couple sure. questions for you. Guys. Uh, do you do you ever, when you're writing, say, uh, you know, I'm not sure about this. This seems redundant. Everybody's it's the back to the everybody's writing about a thing, even if it's just one other person. Do you ever feel like I'm I'm writing about it, but it's already been done? I don't feel that way. Uh, do you look some for something that, unique? So I I could be deluded, but I think that. If not my projects, at least the way I approach projects is unique enough that I'm not reading things that are exactly the way I the way I write them. Um, could just be that I'm not looking hard enough. There could absolutely be other things, but like I look at, I'm sure that lots of people have done lots of crazy crap around Harry Potter. But I think about the I had a whole series of posts about these stupid wands I made, and. I'm not a fan of lathes. I don't own a lathe. I wasn't going to go get a lathe, so I made them all with rasps, and it was a royal pain in the ass. Um, <laughs> I don't think there was all that much unique about the wands, and I'm not going to say I was in any way an expert. It was the first time I, I had the rasp in my shop for like a year. It was the first time I broke it out and used it. Uh, so there was no expertise there, but it was just my own journey of discovering how much I like the rasp, and you can make real round things with it if you just sweat a lot. Um, so I, even if it's a popular topic... Um, I have no hesitation to do it. And, you know, you're talking about the, the Rubos. Um, I know at least from my own, uh, my own site, some of the stuff I have that mentions Rubo that, you know, I have a little video of a Rubo bench I made out of Legos. And it's a 30-second YouTube video. And I just thought it was kind <laughs> right. of st- is stupid. It continues to be one of the most popular posts I've set up. Um, so I know that the benches are unbelievably popular. 
personally, I can't get enough bench posts. And when I finally get around to making my bench, um, I'm going to blog the hell out of it. I don't, I'm not concerned about the fact that everybody else has done it for the two reasons of that. A, I believe that it is just a popular topic, whether other people have done it or not. And secondly, I don't think anyone's going to make it the way I've ma- I'm making it with, with timber strands and a leg chop made out of LVLs. Um, I've made my own glide vice. I've, I've got a bunch of pieces. I took a wheel to a machinist and had it remilled for myself. Um, I'm going to bastardize the hell out of this thing, and I think it'll be unique enough that it's not going to be just like Mark Splittop Rubeau. Uh, so uh, personally, I don't worry about what other people are doing. It's Like I said before, it just kind of falls to what's in front of me, and that, that's typically what it ends up being, whether other people have done it or not. And, and the beauty about the online experience is that, you know, every, even if you went back to the days when people were hand-making violins for, for concert, you know, when you had Stradivarius working on things, I mean, everybody's own, so you can tell who did what by the way they worked. And everybody's got their own technique, their, their unique outlook their unique perspective so for me when i post something you know it may be you know it's just the use of the brad mailer but there's something about the way i use it that i think is might be worthwhile to somebody coming along maybe there's some insight i can provide that says oh okay well maybe it's not that bad of a thing to do or maybe he's just off his rocker we don't want to follow his example but if i can guide somebody maybe then i guess maybe that's what i'm thinking you know on the blog if i can guide somebody to do a better job then, or to experiment on their own, then by all means, it's 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 definitely worth posting. I think that's right, and it's not just guiding people, but you'll you know to use the Brad Nailer as an example. Let's say a bunch of people read your post and think you're an idiot about the way you do it. Well, you'll just start conversation about that. It'll be a popular post. People might disagree with you, but as long as they're not being nasty, it's not bad that they're having a conversation with you in the comments. Um, so even if they don't like the way you're doing it, but they're critiquing it. Maybe you learned something about how to use a Brad Nailer as the example oh, sure. by writing about it. I think you've answered my second question, which is, do you ever hesitate about posting things because you feel, hmm, I'm not really expert on this. Maybe I should just no. you know, pass over in silence. <laughs> I'm not an expert on anything. Tom, Tom, I know the answer from you already. <laughs> it's a little off topic. The only thing I ever hesitated posting was a graphic picture of when I stuck my router into my palm. But that was because it was gory, not because right. of any other reason in terms of you know, woodworking content. I'm shameless. And going back one second to, to the other question, you know, look, I mean, I, I, I'm posting, you know, my, my Rubo is, is fairly straight towards the, you know, I changed up some woods and I'm, I'm doing a few things on it and stuff that, that the way that I want. But, you know, the fact is, 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 is our sites, you know, it's, you know, I want to share that what I'm doing, and that's what I'm doing right now. So, you know, like Tom said, I mean, you may have different techniques and things like that. So, you know, that's that's the biggest project I'm working on right now. So, that's obviously, you know, it's going to make it in there, and I'm going to have posts and stuff on it. Um, to, to talk to the like- Rubo for a second, Chris, if if uh, if I could stop you for a second, Nick. Um, before we talked about the blogs and being part of this online community, mm-hmm. well, right now. The community build right now is the Rubo bench. Right. So even if everyone and their brother is blogging about it, that's being part of the community right now. You're no more derivative than anybody else, and each person is bringing their own individual take to it. Right. Now, I don't know anybody else who made you made a walnut end cap and and a second one at that because you decided the walnut would look better. <laughs> that's right. Um, so you know that's your own take to it. I think that even if it's something that everybody else does, be, 
it's a popular thing within the group, just that reason helps you within the, the community. At some point, it's an echo chamber, but you got to repeat that echo to have the echo chamber work. Right. I'm digging yeah, so this, like, guys. It sounds like all of you are, are basically suggesting it's you're going to post anything that you're going to do, technique or otherwise, whether you, you feel like you're expert or not, presenting it how you do it rather than as the way to do it. Yeah. And, and you know, take what comments as they come. That's absolutely right. And I would go a step further and say that there are very few things I do in the shop that I would say I am anywhere near an expert at. So it's almost universally this is how I do it. Um, it's, it's very, very rarely this is the expert way to do it. For, the couple of things that I would call myself an expert at are, frankly, much more towards construction than woodworking. And I think some of that construction mentality bleeds into my woodworking and shows and the materials I use and things like that. But I, I, I don't think that I do or should be portraying anything I do as expert. It's just this is what worked for me. This is how I got to this point. This is why I did it this way. What do you think? You know, and, and really, it's kind of funny because, you know, a, a big proportion of my posts are my mistakes. And I shame, I made a cottage industry about, about showing my mistakes. Um, you know, because you know why? Because if I make a mistake, I'm sure somebody else out there is going to make the same mistake if they don't know what to look for. So I rarely post anything I'm expert on. Um, you know, as a matter of fact, I prefer to post things I'm not I'm unfamiliar with. Because it's part of my learning experience and helps others, and that's, that's part of my thought process right there. I'm, I'm going to say that I'm going to go out on a limb and say that that's probably the most valuable thing that I read anywhere on any blog is what went wrong and and maybe it, uh, some sort of analysis on why it went wrong and how I do things differently, what I did to fix it. Those are the things that are most valuable to me because you, you, you can only get so much from somebody saying, hey, I'm the best. Here's the best way of finishing things and here's the best way of cutting this sort of thing. You can say, hey, I tried cutting a tenon on, you know, with a router and this and this went wrong and here's what I do differently next time. Most people are going to take more from, from the latter than somebody saying, here's the best way to do it. I think. Yeah, and then, you know, the, the beauty about woodworking, there's a hundred different ways to do something. You want to cut a tenon, how do you do it? Bandsaw, table saw, um, you can do it with a dado blade, you can do it with but anything. You, but you can surely show how not to do it. Yes, what doesn't, but you know, however you choose to do it is the way you choose to do it. And that, my friends, is why it's so much fun. Hey, <laughs> as we start to get toward the end of the show here, I've got to ask you guys, what is it you want to tell, you know, we all have our blogs with our own personalities. What is it you want your readers to come away with? Anybody want to jump in on this one? I'm going to go. I'm going to go go ahead and say that I consider myself the only reader for my blog, and frankly, that's as good as it needs to be because all it's really there for is to remind me what I did last month or last year. And if other people are are getting anything of value out of it, I think that's fantastic because really, I'm trying to write about stuff that I did what I screwed up on and what I learned from it. And hopefully that helps somebody else, but mostly it's there so that I don't do the same stupid thing twice. Okay. There's a reminder to you. Okay. Diami. I would love for somebody to take something away from the blog, but that sentence I just said is as much thought as I've given what someone could take away from it. It's not really in my head what I'm writing. Um, But what, uh, what I would, what I would hope that they do take away. What I, what I'd love for people to do is to just keep building. Um, like I was talking about how you have to keep posting and what am I posting? Well, what's in front of me? Cause that's what I'm working on. And 
even I, I'm, I could be a poster boy for not getting much shop time, but you just got to keep building. Just take whatever time you have and go back there and do the little bit that you can in the time you have and, and just keep building. Okay, Chris? You know, if they can get one piece of information, you know, if there's one thing that they can learn, you know, we, we've, we've all said it. There's a hundred different ways to do anything. And if, if one thing that I do or do wrong, you know, show somebody either the way not to do it or the way that they go, hey, that would kind of work for me. Then it then it's worth it and and you know in the end I mean it's it's just like you know it's just like with Modern Woodwork Association you know one of the things that we've we've talked about with with this is getting people involved getting people you know you know hoping to pull some new woodworkers in getting new new people in and 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 trying to help out with with people that are that are learning and and get help from people that you know that that'll know more than us so. Um, it's really just the conveyance of, of information both ways. I mean, there's, there's things that I've, I've posted post on, on the, and had comments come back and somebody go, well, Hey, did you think about ever trying this? And, and I get stuff out of it. So, so it's not like, you know, I, I'm hoping just to get things to, to other people. I do, but I get something out of it myself too, just from that conveyance of information there. Sweet. Me, I'm an exhibitionist. Okay, with my woodwork, not with anything else, guys. Okay, calm down. Nothing else. Well, okay, maybe maybe. Come on, Tom. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Um, but but you know, I, I'm an exhibit. I like to show what's going on in my shop because I like to. I'm a, I'm one of those guys who likes to share. And one of the things I'd like to share is that if I can do it, heck, anybody can do it. I mean, I am not mechanically inclined. Um, I you know I don't do a lot of things, but by golly, you know I really enjoy the heck out of woodworking. And for me to to show that an average guy, after fourteen or fifteen years doing this, can can you know put together a decent shop and turn out some halfway decent work. I mean that's that's where I'm at, and that's what I'm hoping to do. It's it's I always consider myself a perpetual beginner and learner. Um, and while that may not be the case, it's I, this is the way I like to approach the blog as is you know here's something else you can do. Look what I did, and maybe we can try something else together. So it's a thought. And on that thought, we're going to wrap the show up. Again, I want to thank my partners in crime Chris Atkins of HighRockWoodworking.com, Deemi Palaki of Penultimate Work, wood, promote, Penultimate, penultimate Woodshop.com. <laughs> Next time, go to like SmithWoodworks.com, okay? Deemi, please. <laughs> and Nick, don't call me Rick Rouleau of MansfieldFineFurniture.com. And Chris, uh, you have some uh, information for us here. I do. Um, you know, we we would like to encourage uh, you know our listeners to uh, to to participate and submit your your questions and and comments and anything like that. You could submit those to uh, Modern Woodworkers Association at gmail dot com. I know it's long, but that's all we've got. <laughs> So, um, and, and basically, you know, if, if you'll submit a question or comment, if we read it on the air, then we'll, we'll send you something and it may even be woodworking related. <laughs> we, we can only hope, right? We can only hope. <laughs> Yami, what if people want to find out more about a uh, modern woodworkers association? Well, if anyone after listening to us blather for this, uh, this little podcast still wants to find out more about the modern woodwork association, they should be sure to visit the MWA at modernwoodworkersassociation.com for up-to-the-minute happenings in many different chapters. And if you want to start a chapter of your own, you can just click on the MWA, Join MWA tab at the top. And remember that membership is free. Connections you make are priceless. And uh, Aww, I'm going to nice credit sentence. Tom with that delightful catchphrase. <laughs> oh, it's so nice. And Nick, just keep an eye on those socks for us, will you? Oh, I think I'll avoid them this year. 
Okay. <laughs> and everybody, I'm your resident shop monkey, Tom Iavino, TomSorkbench.com, wishing you happy sawdust. <laughs> <laughs>